Chapter Two of Different Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. Different Girls Harper's Novelettes. Kitty's Sister Josephine by Elizabeth Jordan kitty james told me this story about her sister josephine and when she saw my eye light up the way the true artist does when he hears a good plot she said i might use it if i liked the next time i practised literature i don't think that was a very nice way to say it especially when one remembers that sister ermengarde read three of my stories to the class in four months and as i only write one every week you can see yourself what a good average that was but it takes noble souls to be humble in the presence of the gifted and enthusiastic over their success so only two of my classmates seemed really happy when sister ermengarde read my third story aloud it is hardly necessary to mention the names of these beautiful natures already so well known to my readers but i will do it they were Maudie Joyce and Mabel Blossom, and they are my dearest friends at St. Catherine's. And some day, when I am a real writer, and the name of May Iverson shines in gold letters on the tablets of fame, I'll write a book and dedicate it to them. Then, indeed, they will be glad they knew me in my schoolgirl days, and recognized real merit when they saw it, and did not mind the queer things my artistic temperament often makes me do. Oh, what a slave is one to this artistic, emotional nature, and how unhappy, how misunderstood! I don't mean that I am unhappy all the time, of course, but I have moods, and when I have them, life seems so hollow, so empty, so terrible. At such times, natures that do not understand me are apt to make mistakes, the way Sister Ermengarde did, when she thought I had nervous dyspepsia, and made me walk three miles every day, when it was just soul that was the matter with me. Still, I must admit, the exercise helped me it is so soothing so restful so calming to walk on dear nature's breast maudie joyce and mabel blossom always know the minute an attack of artistic temperament begins in me then they go away quietly and reverently and i write a story and feel better so this time i am going to tell about kitty james's sister josephine in the very beginning i must explain that josephine james used to be a pupil at st catherine's herself ages and ages ago and finally she graduated and left and began to go into society and look around and decide what her life-work should be that was long long before our time as much as ten years i should think and poor josephine must be twenty-eight or twenty-nine years old now but kitty says she is just as nice as she can be and not a bit pokey and so active and interested in life you'd think she was young of course i know such things can be for my own sister grace 
mrs george e verbeck is perfectly lovely and the most popular woman in the society of our city but grace is married and perhaps that makes a difference it is said that love keeps the spirit young however perhaps i'd better go on about josephine and not dwell on that experienced as we girls are and drinking of life in deep draughts though we do we still admit maudie maple and i that we do not yet know much about love but one cannot know everything at fifteen and as maple blossom always says there is yet time we all know just the kind of men they're going to be though mine will be a brave young officer of course for a general's daughter should not marry out of the army and he will die for his country leaving me with a broken heart maudie joyce says hers must be a man who will rule her with a rod of iron and break her will and win her respect and then be gentle and loving and tender and mabel blossom says she's perfectly sure hers will be fat and have a blonde moustache and laugh a great deal once she said maybe none of us would ever get any but the look maudie joyce and i turned upon her checked her thoughtless words life is bitter enough as it is without thinking of dreadful things in the future i sometimes fear that underneath her girlish gaiety mabel blossom conceals a morbid nature but i am forgetting josephine james this story will tell why with all her advantages of wealth and education and beauty she remained a maiden lady till she was twenty-eight and she might have kept on too if kitty had not taken matters in hand and settled them for her kitty says josephine was always romantic and spent long hours of her young life in girlish reveries and dreams of course that isn't the way kitty said it but if i should tell this story in her crude unformed fashion you wouldn't read very far what kitty really said was that josephine used to moon around the grounds a lot and ball and even try to write poetry i understand josephine's nature so i will go on and tell this story in my own way but you must remember that some of the credit belongs to kitty and mabel blossom and if sister ermengarde reads it in class they can stand right up with me when the author is called for well when josephine james graduated she got a lot of prizes and things for she was a clever girl and had not spent all her time writing poetry and thinking deep thoughts about life she realized the priceless advantages of a broad and thorough education and of association with the most cultivated minds that sentence comes out of our prospectus then she went home and went out a good deal and was very popular and stopped writing poetry and her dear parents began to feel happy and hopeful about her and think she would marry and have a nice family which is indeed woman's highest noblest mission in life but josephine cherished an ideal a great many young men came to see her and kitty liked one of them very much indeed better than all the others he was handsome and he laughed and joked a good deal and always brought kitty big boxes of candy and called her his little sister he said she was going to be that in the end anyhow and there was no use waiting to give her the title that his heart dictated he said it just that way 
when he took josephine out in his automobile he'd say let's take the kid too and they would and it did not take kitty long to understand how things were between george morgan for that was indeed his name and her sister little do grown-up people realize how intelligent are the minds of the young and how keen and penetrating their youthful gaze clearly do i recall some things that happened at home and it would startle papa and mamma to know i know them but i will not reveal them here once i would have done so in the beginning of my art but now i have learned to finish one story before i begin another little did mr morgan and josephine wot that every time she refused him kitty's young heart burned beneath its sense of wrong for she did refuse him almost every time they went out together and yet she kept right on going you would think she wouldn't but women's natures are indeed inscrutable some authors would stop here and tell what was in josephine's heart but this is not that kind of a story kitty was only twelve then and they used big words and talked in a queer way they thought she would not understand but she did every time and she never missed a single word they said of course she wasn't listening exactly you see because they knew she was there that makes it different and quite proper for if kitty was more intelligent than her elders it was not the poor child's fault things went on like that and got worse and worse and they had been going on that way for five years one day kitty was playing tennis with george at the country club and he had been very kind to her and all of a sudden kitty told him she knew all and how sorry she was for him and that if he would wait till she grew up she would marry him herself the poor child was so young you see that she did not know how unmaidenly this was and of course at st catherine's when they taught us how to enter and leave rooms and how to act in society and at the table they didn't think to tell us not to ask young men to marry us i can add with confidence that kitty james was the only girl who ever did i asked the rest afterwards and they were deeply shocked at the idea well anyhow kitty did it and she said george was just as nice as he could be he told her he had never listened to a more alluring proposition she remembered just the words he used and that she was a little trump and then he said he feared alas it was impossible as even his strong manhood could not face the prospect of the long and dragging years that lay between besides he said his heart was already given and he guessed he'd better stick to josephine and would his little sister help him to get her kitty wiped her eyes and said she would she had been crying it must indeed be a bitter experience to have one's young hearts burned but george took her into the clubhouse and gave her tea and lots of english muffins and jam and somehow kitty cheered up for she couldn't help feeling there were still some things in life that were nice of course after that she wanted dreadfully to help george but there didn't seem to be much she could do besides she had to go right back to school in september and being a studious child i need hardly add that her entire mind was then given to her studies when she went home for the christmas holidays she took mabel blossom with her 
mabel was more than a year older but kitty looked up to her as it is well the young should do to us older girls besides kitty had had her thirteenth birthday in november and she was letting down her skirts a little and beginning to think of putting up her hair she said when she remembered that she asked george to wait till she grew up it made her blush so you see she was developing very fast as i said before she took mabel blossom home for christmas and mr and mrs james were lovely to her and she had a beautiful time but josephine was the best of all she was just fine mabel told me with her own lips that if she hadn't seen josephine james name on the catalogue as a graduate in ninety three she never would have believed she was so old josephine took the two girls to matinees and gave a little tea for them and george morgan was as nice as she was he was always bringing them candy and violets exactly as if they were young ladies and he treated them both with the greatest respect and stopped calling them the kids when he found they didn't like it mabel got as fond of him as kitty was and they were both wild to help him to get josephine to marry him but she wouldn't though kitty finally talked to her long and seriously i asked kitty what josephine said when she did that and she confessed that josephine had laughed so she couldn't say anything that hurt the sensitive child of course but grown-ups are all too frequently thoughtless of such things had josephine but listened to kitty's words on that occasion it would have saved kitty a lot of trouble now i am getting to the exciting part of the story i am always so glad when i get to that i asked sister ermengarde why one couldn't just make the story out of the exciting part and she took a good deal of time to explain why but she did not convince me for besides having the artistic temperament i am strangely logical for one so young some day i shall write a story that is all climax from beginning to end that will show her but at present i must write according to the severe and cramping rules which she and literature have laid down one night mrs james gave a large party for josephine and of course mabel and kitty being thirteen and fourteen had to go to bed it is such things as this that embitter the lives of schoolgirls but they were allowed to go down and see all the lights and flowers and decorations before people began to come and they went into the conservatory because that was fixed up with little nooks and things they got away in and off in a kind of wing of it and they talked and pretended they were debutantes at the ball so they stayed longer than they knew then they heard voices and they looked and saw josephine and mr morgan sitting by the fountain before they could move or say they were there they heard him say this kitty remembers just what it was i have spent six years following you and you've treated me as if i were a dog at the end of a string this thing must end i must have you or i must learn to live without you and i must know now which it is to be josephine you must give me my final answer to-night wasn't it embarrassing for kitty and mabel they did not want to listen but some instinct told them josephine and george might not be glad to see them then 
so they crept behind a lot of tall palms and mabel put her fingers in her ears so she wouldn't hear kitty didn't she explained to me afterwards that she thought it being her sister made things kind of different it was all in the family anyhow so kitty heard josephine tell mr morgan that the reason she did not marry him was because he was an idler and without an ambition or a purpose in life and she said she must respect the man she married as well as love him then george jumped up quickly and asked if she loved him and she cried and said she did but that she would never never marry him until he did something to win her admiration and prove he was a man you can imagine how exciting it was for kitty to see with her own innocent eyes how grown-up people manage such things she said she was so afraid she'd miss something that she opened them so wide they hurt her afterwards but she didn't miss anything she saw him kiss josephine too and then josephine got up and he argued and tried to make her change her mind and she wouldn't and finally they left the conservatory after that kitty and mabel crept out and rushed upstairs the next morning kitty turned to mabel with a look on her face which mabel had never seen there before it was grim and determined she said she had a plan and wanted mabel to help her and not ask any questions but get her skates and come out mabel did and they went straight to george morgan's house which was only a few blocks away he was very rich and had a beautiful house an english butler came to the door mabel said she was so frightened her teeth chattered but he smiled when he saw kitty and said yes mr morgan was home and at breakfast and invited them in when george came in he had a smoking jacket on and looked very pale and sad and romantic mabel thought but he smiled too when he saw them and shook hands and asked them if they had breakfasted kitty said yes but they had come to ask him to take them skating and they were all ready and had brought their skates his face fell as real writers say and he hesitated a little but at last he said he'd go and he excused himself just as if they had been grown up and went off to get ready when they were left alone a terrible doubt assailed mabel and she asked kitty if she was going to ask george again to marry her kitty blushed and said she was not of course and that she knew better now for it is indeed true that the human heart is not so easily turned from its dear object we know that if once one truly loves it lasts forever and ever and ever and then one dies and is buried with things the loved one wore kitty said she had a plan to help george and all mabel had to do was to watch and keep on breathing mabel felt better then and said she guessed she could do that george came back already and they started off kitty acted rather dark and mysterious but mabel conversed with george in the easy and pleasant fashion young men love she told him all about school and how bad she was in mathematics and he said he had been a duffer at it too but that he had learned to shun it while there was yet time and he advised her very earnestly to have nothing to do with it 
mabel didn't either after she came back to st catherine's and when sister ermengarde reproached her mabel said she was leaning on the judgment of a strong man as woman should do but sister ermengarde made her go on with the arithmetic just the same by and by they came to the river and it was so early not many people were skating there when george had fastened on their skates he did it in the nicest way exactly as if they were grown up kitty looked more mysterious than ever and she started off as fast as she could skate toward a little inlet where there was no one at all george and mabel followed her george said he didn't know whether the ice was smooth in there but kitty kept right on and george did not say any more i guess he did not care much where he went i suppose it disappoints a man when he wants to marry a woman and she won't now that i am beginning to study deeply this question of love many things are clear to me kitty kept far ahead and all of a sudden mabel saw that a little distance further on and just ahead there was a big black hole in the ice and kitty was skating straight toward it mabel tried to scream but she says the sound froze on her pallid lips then george saw the hole too and rushed toward kitty and quicker than i can write it kitty went in that hole and down mabel says george was there almost as soon calling to mabel to keep back out of danger usually when people have to rescue others especially in stories they call to someone to bring a board and someone does and it is easy but very often in real life there isn't any board or anyone to bring it and this was indeed the desperate situation that confronted my hero there was nothing to do but plunge in after kitty and he plunged skates and all then mabel heard him gasp and laugh a little and he called out it's all right by jove the water isn't much above my knees and even as he spoke mabel saw kitty rise in the water and sort of hurl herself at him and pull him down into the water head and all when they came up they were both half strangled and mabel was terribly frightened for she thought george was mistaken about the depth and they would both drown before her eyes and then she would see that picture all her life as they do in stories and her hair would turn gray she began to run up and down on the ice and scream but even as she did so she heard these extraordinary words come from between kitty james's chattering teeth now you are good and wet george did not say a word he confessed to mabel afterwards that he thought poor kitty had lost her mind through fear but he tried the ice till he found a place that would hold him and he got out and pulled kitty out as soon as kitty was out she opened her mouth and uttered more remarkable words now she said i'll skate till we get near the clubhouse then you must pick me up and carry me and i'll shut my eyes and let my head hang down and mabel must cry good and hard then you must send for josephine and let her see how you've saved the life of her precious little sister mabel said she was sure that kitty was crazy and next she thought george was crazy too for he bent and stared hard into kitty's eyes for a minute and then he began to laugh and he laughed till he cried he tried to speak but he couldn't at first and when he did the words came out between his shouts of boyish glee do you mean to say you young monkey he said that this is a put-up job 
kitty nodded as solemnly as a fair young girl can nod when her clothes are dripping and her nose is blue with cold when she did that george roared again then as if he had remembered something he caught her hands and began to skate very fast toward the clubhouse he was a thoughtful young man you see and he wanted her to get warm perhaps he wanted to get warm too anyhow they started off and as they went kitty opened still further the closed flower of her girlish heart i heard that expression once and i've always wanted to get it into one of my stories i think this is a good place she told george she knew the hole in the ice and that it wasn't deep and she said she had done it all to make josephine admire him and marry him she will too she said her dear little sister the only one she's got and kitty went on to say what a terrible thing it would have been if she had died in the promise of her young life till mabel said she almost felt sure herself that george had saved her but george hesitated he said it wasn't a square deal whatever that means but kitty said no one need tell any lies she had gone into the hole and george had pulled her out she thought they needn't explain how deep it was and george admitted thoughtfully that no truly loving family should hunger for statistics at such a moment finally he said by jove i'll do it all's fair in love and war then he asked mabel if she thought she could lend intelligent support to the star performers and she said she could so george picked kitty up in his arms and mabel cried she was so excited it was easy and she wanted to do it all the time and the sad little procession homeward wended its weary way as the poet says mabel told me kitty did her part like a real actress she shut her eyes and her head hung over george's arm and her long wet braid dripped as it trailed behind them george laughed to himself every few minutes till they got near the clubhouse then he looked very sober and mabel blossom knew her cue had come the way it does to actresses and she let out a wail that almost made kitty sit up it was most too much of a one and mr morgan advised her to tone it down a little because he said if she didn't they'd probably have kitty buried before she could explain but of course mabel had not been prepared and had not had any practice she muffled her sobs after that and they sounded lots better people began to rush from the clubhouse and get blankets and whiskey and telephone for doctors and for kitty's family and things got so exciting that nobody paid any attention to mabel all she had to do was to mop her eyes occasionally and keep a sharp lookout for josephine for of course being an ardent student of life like maudie and me she did not want to miss what came next pretty soon a horse galloped up all foaming at the mouth and he was pulled back on his haunches and josephine and mr james jumped out of the buggy and rushed in and there was more excitement when george saw them coming he turned pale mabel said and hurried off to change his clothes one woman looked after him and said as modest as he is brave and cried over it when josephine and mr james came in there was more excitement and kitty opened one eye and shut it again right off and the doctor said she was all right except for the shock 
and her father and josephine cried so mabel didn't have to any more she was glad too i can tell you they put kitty to bed in a room at the club for the doctor said she was such a high-strung child it would be wise to keep her perfectly quiet for a few hours and take precautions against pneumonia then josephine went around asking for mr morgan by and by he came down in dry clothes but looking dreadfully uncomfortable mabel said she could imagine how he felt josephine was standing by the open fire when he entered the room and no one else was there but mabel josephine went right to him and put her arms around his neck dearest dearest she said how can i ever thank you her voice was very low but mabel heard it george said right off there is a way that shows how quick and clever he is for some men might not think of it then mabel blossom left the room with slow reluctant feet and went upstairs to kitty that's why mabel has just gone to kitty's home for a few days she and kitty are to be flower-maids at josephine's wedding i hope it is not necessary for me to explain to my intelligent readers that her husband will be george morgan kitty says he confessed the whole thing to josephine and she forgave him and said she would marry him anyhow but she explained that she only did it on kitty's account she said she did not know to what lengths the child might go next so my young friends have gone to mingle in scenes of worldly gaiety and i sit here in the twilight looking at the evening star and writing about love how true it is that the pen is mightier than the sword gaiety is well in its place but the soul of the artist finds its happiness in work and solitude i hope josephine will realize though why i cannot describe her wedding of course no artist of delicate sensibilities could describe a wedding when she hadn't been asked to it poor josephine it seems very very sad to me that she is marrying thus late in life and only on kitty's account why oh why could she not have wed when she was young and love was in her heart end of kitty's sister josephine by elizabeth jordan